Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Other times you need a deeper understanding of what's going on. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is your Sunday Morning Shift. That's the sound of Chicago-based singer-rapper C.J. Run. And while many young musicians begin their careers by writing about the fairly narrow slice of life they've been exposed to, C.J. Run can draw from experiences both urban and rural, European and American. Run's been the foreign kid in a small town, the black kid who's not black enough, that queer kid without a queer community. Well, in the last few years, C.J. Run has found their community and their voice and has been working hard to sharpen their art and get their name out there. Their new album is Here and Now, and C.J. Run joins us here and now in studio. C.J., welcome to the program. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. So I want to hear a bit about your background and how you landed in Chicago, because it wasn't a straight road. (laughs) It's a bit of a story. I was born in Munich, and I lived there till I was about eight years old. And then I moved to the U.K., and I lived there from about eight to 13, 13 to 17, I lived in North Carolina. 17 to like 21, I lived in Champaign because I went to school there. I'm at U of I and now I'm here. I really did just move here like three weeks ago. So (laughs) That's a lot of transition at these um, very formative periods of of time in your lifetime when you're kind of figuring out who you are. Mm -hmm. How did that many transitions shape you? Every point in my life I've started as being like a new kid and being a new kid in a in a different way. When I left Germany, I moved to England as like the European and I didn't have a British accent yet, so I was still other. And then when I left the UK and I, I moved to North Carolina, I was like, I was the British one. Like I, I feel like it, it's made me almost change identities. I feel like there's so many different versions of myself that have existed. And growing up, it was hard to understand like who I was because it felt like I was so many different pieces and people were telling me how many different things I was. Nowadays, you know, I'm 21 years old. I'm here right now. And it's just made me comfortable in my diversity as a person. Before, I used to always wish that I could just be one thing, like hearing my friends say that they grew up in the same house their entire life, like that kind of thing would make me jealous. Like, oh my God, what's it like to be born and raised in a city and feel like, you know, I am this city. Like, I, I don't have that. Um, but I'm I'm okay with the fact that I'm a whole lot of different things. And I feel like that influences my art and makes gives me so much more to say. You said it, it feels like you've had these different identities as you've moved from place to place. Was there a core piece of you or a foundational piece of you that has been consistent that you're able to sort of lock into and say, this is who I am? Yeah, my Africanness. Being Nigerian is something that I've never had to question. My mom is Afro-Caribbean and my most of my family members live in Nigeria. And you know, through Germany, through the UK, through everywhere, like, you know, the food my mom will cook at home, plantains and igusi soup and things like that. Like, that's always been a constant, like, okay, even if my accent changes year by year, even, you know, if, like, my gender is a question mark and I don't know if I like girls or boys or whatever, but I was like, I'm Nigerian, like, I know that much, you know, like, that's always been for sure. 
Learned a couple chords on piano so I could heal more differently. What is that to say? What do I know? And how do I know what's meant for me? Wait, how did I end up here? I said nothing but the top from here last year. Now I'm sitting at the bottom of the barrel. I'm a boat without a paddle, barely classified an animal. Someone's gotta get me out of here. How has that identity question, mm-hmm. how has that shaped the way you, you approach music? Growing up in the UK was where I truly fell in love with music and became a fan of music. And um, black British culture is like the culture, is the cultural background for me that feels the most like salient for me. So my approach has been very just like taking from the things I know for certain, like I do feel black British. I know I'm black British. I strongly feel confident in being like of Nigerian descent. And so those things I knew for sure. And that's like how everything, uh, everything sprung forth from that. So you were working on music from the time you're about 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you know, you go to high school. What was that experience like for you? Um, I went to a high school that was, again, rural eastern North Carolina. The demographics were very, it was just like black, white, and then like a small like Latinx population. And it was difficult in a sense that like I moved as like, like my accent was a lot stronger and I like just fresh out, you know, so black kids didn't buy into me being black because of my accent especially just in that community, you know, there was so little um, scope of the outside world, really. So, like, a lot of people, for a year, there was a time where people didn't believe that I was actually British because I was black. Like, they didn't, they couldn't piece together being black and from the UK, you know. Um, So that was something. So it was like the black kids didn't think I was black enough. And then the white kids would treat me like uh, I was a token, you know. Like, it it went beyond the Oreo thing because it was also at the time where, like, British culture, like, One Direction were big in America and stuff and so like oh my god you're like British like Harry Styles. Like. Now, now you have to explain the Oreo thing because there be some people listening saying wait like a cookie oh. so you have to explain Yeah that. so like it's so this concept of like being black on the outside and white on the inside and like white people feeling more comfortable around black people that share like what people consider to be stereotypically like white interests or like you know understanding like white humor and things like that like they're you know just culturally seeming to fit into things that people consider to be white um so me being british was like that thing that people consider to be white so like white kids would be friends with me but it was in a weird way it was like in a this is my british friend like oh my god listen to their accent like you know that was that was how i was interesting to people mm. so it was like after people would like ask me all their questions oh what's the uk like do you know like I don't know like whatever British thing Doctor Who da, da, da. after they'd kind of siphoned all of that like you know it was like that was it they didn't want to really know me or be my friend I was just a novelty so I spent a lot of my high school years pretty much alone <laughs> I ain't nothing like you I've they them in your playpen musically I'm demonstrating how I came in with the heat all the world got on rotation patent pending start and ending who's pretending I swear this verse is never ending song Someone tell me when to stop, break it down to the ground again, pick up the pace and start again, off to the races, hold on your laces, wreck up the place, bring all your friends, hey, what you trying to do today, I'ma take over the game, cop the jersey for my friends, say the chains for races, hey, you're too good, that's the reason that it's bad, I might be talking the shit, but you're the best I ever had, I get it how I live it, and I ain't the one to brag, but I'm everything, you're nothing, that's the reason that you're mad. 
That's Chicago-based singer-rapper C.J. Run, and we're talking about their album Here For Now. You sing. Yes. Uh, lest we <laughs> don't <laughs> mention that piece of it because the, the transition from poetry to rap makes sense. But when, when did you figure out, oh, wait, I can sing too? Honestly, I was very self-conscious of my singing voice because the singers I grew up loving and listening to, I just, I feel like I didn't have the range, you like know, who? like Beyonce and Mariah Carey and, and Mary J. Blige. Like I wanted to be able to have a big voice that I could do runs with and hit notes with, you know, but it just, maybe I could have trained to get there, but it just wasn't in me. So, I mean, I've been singing all my life, like in kids' choirs and church and, you know, like I've been doing music my entire life, but... The person who inspired me to, like, be okay with singing was uh, Lily Allen. I was a big Lily Allen fan in high school. She was my favorite artist for in high school. Like, I was like, this is the best ever. And I loved her so much because her singing voice wasn't very powerful. You know, she doesn't have an expansive range. But her storytelling was really good. And she could hold a note, you know? And that was enough for her to, like, be considered, like, an artist that people took seriously. So I was like, oh, well, if Lily Allen doesn't have to, like, do all these runs and belt, but she writes really, like, fun songs and, like, can sing, I was like, I can I can hold notes, I can sing, you know? Like, so from there, I would try and, like, sing the choruses of my songs. And it also came out of necessity because it's like, I can rap, but I, I didn't have friends around me like, oh, I know a singer, can you just, like, sing this hook? I'd have to sing it myself, you know? So... I just had to force myself to do it because I, I want a chorus that's sung, so I gotta sing it. Now if I link a pretty girl in every port and every city And she tell me that she love me but I don't recall the feeling Does that make me can't eat shit? Yeah, I was always so detached 5% up on my phone, let me call you when I land I lost my charger, I would rather smoke my trees and go So you didn't leave high school and and just go directly into the music world You actually studied broadcast journal, journalism at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign But it, as I understand it you went there. Yeah, I'm going to study journalism, but you you had a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, my purpose for going to college was like to do music and be gay in public, honestly. Like I just wanted to go somewhere that I could um like take advantage of being in a college campus. I was like I'm going to like make everybody listen to CJ, like, you know, and um but study and get a degree, but I'm going to like do music. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you said, and also to be gay in public, you didn't feel that freedom before you went to the campus. No, I didn't. Um, so coming out is a whole like story for me. Um, my family did not, was not on board in the beginning. And so like, I, and I didn't figure out I was like queer until the end of high school, like second semester of high school, you know, which was like perfect timing because it's like, okay, I don't have to pretend for any more. I can just go straight to school and just be myself there. Um, so yeah, it was like college was like, Yes, the degree, but it was also mainly just to kind of have freedom and to, like, start a music career because I didn't have a space to do that in North Carolina. Well, I'm I'm wondering what that experience was like for you because it, it sounds like at that point you stepped more firmly into an identity than you'd been able to mm-hmm. before. What was that experience of freedom like for you? 
It was amazing. It was the first time that I had had friends, like truly. I think when you're like a, a young queer person, it's very easy to like make friends with people just on the sole fact that, okay, we're both gay, like we're both trans, like, okay, like, but like, no, I was making friends that like wanted to hang out with me and ask me about my life, <laughs> which I genuinely didn't have before. It was so nice to have community and like not feel crazy because I come from a strongly religious background. I come from a strongly traditional background. And when you're isolated in small towns like that and you're queer, you're just like, I don't know anyone in my family like this. I don't know anyone in my school like this. So, like, is this real? Like, all I have is the internet and YouTube YouTubers that are saying, like, yeah, I'm queer. But, like, you're like, it's not, it doesn't feel tangible. It doesn't feel real. And so the first time, like, going to a, like, LGBT-like club and hearing people that use the same pronouns as you or talk about similar experiences, like, out loud in front of you was just so validating and honestly, like, saved my life <laughs> there's a track on on your album called dear diary mm-hmm. has music been that place where you could um, both explore and express your identity in a way that was maybe more full than you felt you could do in public yeah like from when I started writing poetry I would just say what I felt and what was on my mind you know without like being afraid of backlash or no one can invalidate your song, I, I wrote it, I said it, you know, no one can tell you, no, like, you shouldn't feel like that. No, I, I feel that way. Um, and so I've always used music as an outlet, even before, like, coming into, like, queerness and stuff like that. I've always just used it as a way to, like, talk about my feelings. And, like, I think everybody does. So your new album, Here For Now, was released earlier this year. Mm-hmm. That's a huge step. <laughs> and uh, what what inspired the album? Well, it is a collaborative project between me and Your Beautiful Ruin, um, Alan Zhu. We both met at the university about two years ago. And um, we've been working on music together for like the last year and a half. And we had both decided to like drop out of school at the time. And we were still living on the college campus that we dropped out of. So we were both in this place together and uh, we just like made music every day. I also was like unemployed at the time. And so it's like every day I was at Alan's house just like recording songs. He would make beats, he would send them, he'd play them. I'd, and um, on the song Mercury, the tagline is like, the knowledge you're not where you want to be, but far from where we used to be. We're here for now. And it's just this idea of like, everywhere that you are, you're there. You're, you're at every point in your life for a purpose and for a time such as that time. And that it's okay to like, not know. It's okay to feel trapped it's okay to like wait it's okay to not hit the big time immediately because maybe it's just not your time yet you know like just being comfortable and okay in the fact that we dropped out of school and we were just making music and just hoping you know first we go left then we go right words that i say and then up in a fight tears in your eyes what akin to surprise powder the thumb let me use to dry i don't want to say what's sitting on my mind because you might lose it and call it a night you're so fine like dining should be i'm so blind by how you do me do me to me you say screw me then you call me on my know me so much better than to leave an answer to so here we go again listen to your friends i'm sure this must be hard for you but we cannot pretend we go for people who listen to your album i'm thinking specifically of younger people who may be experiencing that same um, sense of isolation or um maybe not feeling a really firm footing in, in in identity or who they are What do you hope they they take from your album? I hope that they 
just feel validated and hear themselves. I want to make music that makes me feel the way that all my favorite artists made me feel. Be a home away from home for everybody. And I already see that happening. You know, I get a lot of messages and people tell me all the time about how like they've never heard their experience be quantified that well in a song, you know. I just want to give like like representation we always talk about it like oh representation is so important but like no it really is it like it saves people's lives like not seeing your existence be validated like reflected back at you makes you feel like you don't exist and makes you feel like you don't have purpose so um you know for all the you know young queer kids that live in small towns or don't have the communities you know that they need I want to make music for them so that they can have that community in their headphones and they can be like, oh, yeah, like I don't have any gay friends around me, but like CJ Run gets it. Or like I can, I, I relate to CJ, like, you know, that's, mm. it's for them. That's Chicago based singer, rapper CJ Run. The album is here for now. CJ, thanks for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. You're a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Met you at a party on the farthest west end. We were smoking on the porch, you were trying to get in, but wait. Have I met you before? I got your face, I just sketched on my brain, that's all. My name is CJ Run and I'm like five foot four. What's your name? What's your claim? Why you do what for? Make it rain, baby, baby, give me, give me a more. Yeah, this time, your friends are looking dubious. Well, that's it for the morning shift. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and let's talk again soon. Honestly, I'm probably here to play games. I was in an accident, now I'm PlayStation. In too deep, can't fight temptation. Happen in my eye, come and find salvation. I already know what you're contemplating. No, I really hope you know that I... I'm gonna lie to you. I'll make you think of everything you want and more. Sending all your pictures with your face crumb in it. Wait, um, hold just a minute. Tell me what we are, baby. I wanna be committed. I hate that type of body. You can't hit it just to quit it. Please don't do me like that. Yes, of course, I like you like that. But I can't be yours. No, nothing like that. So a round of applause, don't clap it right back. I, yeah. I don't wanna you hold this abandoned plan to make me fall quick. Matter at hand, I can't be your missing mister. So far gone from picture perfect, you deserve that. No, you never heard this one before. I really hope you know that I am gonna lie to you. I'll make you think of everything you want to know.
At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.